Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, sir. A little bit after 9 o'clock on The Fan, Keith McPherson, KM to AM, continues joining us right now. She's an anchor, host, courtside reporter for your Brooklyn Nets and your New York Liberty. It's Megan Triplett. I believe this is her first time on WFAN. Hello, Megan. What's up? Yeah, it is my first time on. I appreciate you having me on, Keith. I appreciate you agreeing to come on. We haven't met yet, but as soon as I saw you come over and join the broadcast crew at Yes, first off, shout out to all the good folks at Yes Network for making this happen. I was like, great, great choice. Uh, Coming out of Memphis, I know you covered the Grizzlies. I believe you also went to school in Tennessee. I was like, yeah, I like her. I'm rooting for everybody black, so I love the choice. I love the pick. <laughs> I appreciate it. I went to Tennessee State, HBCU in Nashville, so um, yes, I, I love it. And I am a Tennessee gal, but I'm a New Yorker now, so it's all good. So so how do you like New York now? How how long have you been living in New York now? Um, what's the transition like? You know, I've been living in New York, I guess my first day with Guest Network was Media Day last year, and I like moved mid-October, so I guess I'm coming up on, like, my one-year anniversary coming up here, but, um, so it's, but it's been great. York's been really, really cool. I really enjoy it. I've been here a lot. I have a sister that lives here. She's in Harlem, so I've come up here a lot of times to visit and hang out with some friends, um, but it's been really, really good. You know, Memphis is very different, but I've lived in different parts throughout the country, but New York is just amazing. It's the hustle, the bustle, the fast pace great food, great shopping, great people, and it's got sports. So what can you not like? Uh, the subway flooding, the homeless people body <laughs> odor, the trash, the rats. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. All that stuff, you know what? You have the to go traffic. through it to get to it, right? You have yeah. to go through it to get to it. Just, it keeps you humble. It yeah. keeps you very humble. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's what they say. So hopefully I'm doing great. I'm doing good. I'm still surviving. That's all that matters. Good to hear. Well, speaking on making it here, we are hoping that there is a team to make it to a championship here. We are in a drought since the uh, New York Giants won the Super Bowl and brought a parade through. We haven't seen one. And uh, for the last couple weeks now, I've been keeping an eye on the New York Liberty. Ladies first, let's start with them. I think they have a shot to do it. I think they have a shot to win the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I don't think anyone else really talks about the Liberty on WFAN. If they win it, they deserve our attention, and we should all show up and support them at the parade. Can you tell us one thing about this Liberty team that you've seen, and do you believe that they have the chance right now to win it all? 
Well, first of all, I'm not going to say if they win it, they deserve our attention. They deserve your attention now. They should have had your attention like before. There you go. Years ago, but this is a, this is a season where I do think that a lot of people's eyes have been like you know wider, and they're paying attention a little bit more just because of everything that this organization has brought to the team and what they're building. And I think a lot of people started to kind of notice that. Oh, you know, I know that. The players and Sandy Rondello don't like the word to be called super team. They just have some amazing players that came together and they're like kind of all bought in. Um, I know I'm biased, but being able to watch a handful of games and cover, you know, these, uh, these ladies and see the games in person, it is a tremendous, tremendous group. And so do I think they're going to win it all? I really do think so. I really hope so. I hope we're all going to be at a parade, but I will say that, this is the time to really like turn, you know, tune in and turn your TVs on to watch this because it's going to be an epic showdown. You have the top two teams in the WNBA playing. We kind of like knew this could be the finals and what it could look like. And we got, we, we have a chance to see like, these two teams take on each other. But when you look at what Brianna Stewart, you know where her resume is from like college to the, to the professional side. She just won MVP and then she's teamed up with. John Quell Jones, who has been, had a tremendous playoff run here and double doubles, and she's found her groove with this group. And you add Courtney Vandersloot, who's like one of the best point guards in the league. She can get her players open. She can dish it out. And then you have players like Benaja Lena, who can do a lot of things defensively. She can knock down shots. She's been amazing during this playoffs. And you add Sandy Brondello as a coach who has coached the greats, who has, has already won a title, who's played herself. Sabrina Unescu. I could go really go on and on. We saw what she did in a three-point contest. We know her three-point shooting is electric and it's on fire. And they're just a really good group of, like, you know, players. They have the core. And they are just a team to watch right now. Yeah, so speaking of a team to watch right now, Yankee fans, if you watch the Yankees on the Yes app, on the Yes Network, you could also watch the regular season with the Liberty on the Yes Network and the Yes app. But Obviously, for the finals for the championship, it'll be on ESPN nationally for everybody to see. The first game is coming up this Sunday, and something I've been talking about a lot is last year when the Aces won it, I feel like everybody saw their parade and their celebration and how yeah. those girls went in. And this matchup has kind of been written in the stars. I feel like people were talking about this being the matchup for months, and now we have it. And uh, let's let's try to project, like, if they win it all and they have a parade, what you know? Where's the party at? What are we doing? Where are we turning up? Well, it has to be in Brooklyn, number one. You know, I think that I would. You know, it's a lot of things. Like, of course, you know, Barclays Center is on Atlantic Avenue, and you know that's a hot spot in itself. That street stays busy. Um, but it would be cool to do something on the Brooklyn Bridge. That just came to mind all of a sudden. Like, it would be like a really epic showdown if we could just like take over the Brooklyn Bridge and make that where the party is. So that way we can kind of like bridge the gap of, you know, we know Liberty fans are throughout New York. We have Liberty fans in Connecticut. We have Liberty fans in New Jersey. So if we could just like kind of take over just like a really, really big hot spot right there on the water, I think that would be a good spot as well. See, you're smart. You, you already got it. You, you're, you're making the plans. You, I, I'm envisioning it this now. It makes for a good picture. It makes for a good Instagram picture, too. Like, I can get a really good Instagram picture up there at the party like that. So, you know, we could really have a good moment. I have done the walk from Barclays Center over the bridge to Lower Manhattan. Uh, I think that this could be a movie. I think this could be something great for the city and for everybody to join in on. It'll be a spectacle for the world to see. And that's something that I've been saying 
for a while. I'm like, when we get our next parade, when we get our next championship, like we're watching, I don't know, the, the Warriors or the Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, even the Vegas Aces celebrate. I'm like, when people see New York turn up again for a championship, it's going to be different. It's going to hit different. So I'm hoping that happens in the next couple of weeks with the Liberty. I thought it we was going to happen. We could be part of the like committee. We could be part of the, we can start this. Oh, we are. Now. They can I hear us. Like, there's there's like, a bunch of people listening right now. They can, they can hear us. And uh, you know, what are they four wins away? It could happen. And honestly, I thought it was going to happen for our Brooklyn Nets. Obviously we're coming out of the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving era where, you know, when you put those superstars together, there was a lot of attention, a lot of hype and uh, high expectations around the Brooklyn Nets. What I'll say is, Something I've been saying for a while. I say this on Talking Nets podcast. I've said this on WFAN. This Nets world has been built. Ten years in Brooklyn since the Nets left my home state in New Jersey for Brooklyn for greener pastures. I feel like in the beginning, you know, I would go to games in 2013. And I remember going to that Bulls series in 2013. It was like Bulls fans took over the arena. Like, you know, Michael Jordan fans that were just around New York. But now I feel like we have a strong fan base and last year was your first year really getting to be in uh Barclays Center consistently not just you know visiting with the Grizzlies like can you speak to the Brooklyn Nets fans the Brooklyn Brigade and what it's like the atmosphere uh in in Brooklyn when the Nets play yeah you know the Brooklyn Brigade has been amazing they welcomed me when I first like got here made me feel like I was a part of the family um it's a very like family-oriented just a very like loving hardcore group. Like they're all bought in, they're built in. And um, I love just the excitement level that they bring. I know like last year, I know that gone through some ups and through some downs, but they're always like that bright spot and they always believe and they're always just there. And so like when you go to a game at Barclays and I got to say for both, it's not just for um, the Nets. It's also, it's also for the Liberty. It's just like everything that's like centered around, um, Barclays Center, it's just been like, it's a very, like, it's a very loving electric atmosphere always. So, you know, it starts with the organization and then it trickles down to everyone that puts on that works in, at Barclays from like the game night crew, the game night staff, and then it just like feeds on to the fans because they make you really feel included and make you feel like very, very loved. And so if you haven't been to a game at Barclays, whether that's the Nets or Liberty, you have, you have to have to really, really truly experience it. Well said. I mean, shout out to Bobby. Shout out to everybody. I can't name all the Brooklyn Brigade guys and gals. A lot of it's um, so many. Yeah, it, would take, the, it would be here all night. <laughs> no, I mean, over the last five to ten years, uh, it's it's grown a lot. Like it's a real thing. And uh, you know, the, a lot of the Brooklyn Brigade they double up. They're Liberty fans. They're at the Liberty games and they're at mm-hmm. the Nets games. And I think that's great. I'm I'm excited to get back into the arena. I'm excited to watch this team. Media day just happened. I wasn't able to get over there. I've been babysitting all day. Um, my life has changed. I just had a, a baby in April. Um, but you oh, were you were there. Were you at media day? Thank you. I was at media day. I got a chance to have some fun. It was kind of like, it really, it really does feel like it's kind of like the first day of school um, for like, you know, the Nets organization for that day. But it was a, it was a really, really fun place to be. Yeah, I'm excited for the season. I think, you know, you talked about the love and the atmosphere uh, at the arena, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way, that Brooklyn grit that the Nets had before we went the superstar route, when we were more of like a young, scrappy team of different guys. Like, I feel like they're getting back to that. I feel like there's a lot of pieces on the Nets that can come together and surprise people. I think Jacques Vaughn, 
being the head coach, being the clear-cut guy. Uh, you know, he's going to make the team work hard, and, and they're going to play hard for him. Uh, I can't wait to see what they actually look like. No one, no one knows. Obviously, Ben Simmons gets all the headlines, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people – uh, like to joke on Ben Simmons, but I think he's got a chance here to surprise some people if he's healthy. Uh, what did you see from Ben at media day? Anything that made you think like, okay, Ben Simmons is back. Ben Simmons is ready to play basketball. Yeah. If you just honestly, like we, I got to do a sit down uh, with Ben and the biggest thing is just like, if there's like a different like vibe, a different aura around him, you know, I know that this off season, he's done a couple of interviews and talking about how he feels his healthiest. And he really does look like he is fully healthy. He'll tell you that he feels good. He's, he's in a different, different place of his life, a different chapter of his life. And it really started for him just with this off season of like getting in an environment um, that he was comfortable in and like really focusing on his rehab and getting healthy. And it definitely shows. And it's not just like from my perspective, Jock has told us that, Sean Marks has told us that, and every single player that I talked to said the same exact thing. You know, these guys have been in and out of the gym all together for the last couple of weeks. We had a lot of, a lot of the guys say that they were very intentional about everyone wanted to kind of come in earlier the media day just to kind of like get that experience that time in and play five on five and everyone has spoke has spoken so highly of Ben Simmons and like the biggest thing is that he's healthy and I do think that like there's some things that we didn't know about Ben last year that you know he's sharing and saying that he wasn't his full you know his fully 100% and that he was playing with a lot of like back issues and so now he's at a place where he can sit down in a chair and be comfortable he feels comfortable like you know driving in the paint and everything that was affected last year a lot of people did not know he's just in a very very better place and he attributes that to just some time to rehab and he's talked about going to Miami and Miami being his spot and his home right now um, and so how that all affected him. And so when you see him and you like see him out there on the court and you actually just talk to him, you can just see it. It's like very, very clear as day that this is a different Ben Simmons than we had last year. Good. I'm, I'm glad he's healthy and I'm glad he's in the right headspace too. I think uh, he could be a big part of leading this team offensively uh, at, at point guard, but really defensively too. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope he gets back, but it's not all about Ben Simmons. Uh, my guy, Tech guy with a jumper, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's part of that old regime Nets, the gritty Nets. He's still here. Uh, Mikael Bridges. Everybody knows Mikael Bridges and his boy Cam Johnson got paid. I can't wait to see Cam Thomas. And uh, I really think that Nick Claxton is out to prove something because, you know, he was getting looked at as a defensive player of the year. And I think during media day, he spoke to, you know, when Katie and Kyrie left, it was like he was off the table for that. So I'm excited to see those guys. But uh, tell me one guy you're excited to see from the Nets. There's some sneaky signings like Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Harry Giles, uh, Lonnie Walker. Like they have some some veterans on this team that I think people have forgotten about. Yeah, you really said them all. Like I mean, um, I like what Jock has told us in these last couple of days that it's like it's it's we not me, and it really is like a group that I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see like the group out there. Um, a player that you did mention was Lonnie Walker the fourth. I got a chance to sit down with him, and he's just like a great person to to talk to and like to get to know his story. He even said that he was bought in on just like the opportunity, the opportunity of what Jock Vaughn and Sean Marks presented to him, and what these players um, them spending time together. He's great. Dennis Smith Jr. is I think is going to be a really really fun player to follow and watch. If you ask any of the players about Dennis, we've heard that he's a trash talker. But in a good way, he's the loudest person out there on the court. 
He's a fun guy to like sit down and talk to. If you want to know a little more about him, I recommend watching his docu-series on YouTube. He's got, I watched two episodes. Um, you get to know a little bit more about his journey and his process and how he's kind of like his off season and what, what it means for him and his family and the training and what he's, what he's kind of gone through in his life. And then of course, you know, Mikel Bridges, you, you can't not be, not be excited to see more of Mikel Bridges from the summer that he's had with team USA. And we know that he's going to have more on his plate. Jock Bond said the same thing. Like, you know, Mikel Bridges is a great defensive player, but you know, there's so much more he can do offensively as well. And he's going to take it to a whole nother level. Um, so it's really just, a, it's, it's every single player. There's not like one player that I can say that I'm like, Oh, this, this, this it's, there's so many great storylines that, I'm excited to kind of see how Jock and this front office groups puts all the pieces together because it's all about fitting all together and forming that like new identity. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. A couple of things I would say to look out for from what we've been told. Um, I know Cam Thomas, he told us um, at practice the other day, he's put on some muscle weight. He's like put on about 10 pounds. He's gotten a little stronger. Mikel Bridges told me that Dayron Sharp looks slim, but in like a very strong way. Nick has put on more muscle. You talk about Nick and like how he is kind of fueled because he, he, he said it, he said it kind of like it motivates him that he wasn't considered for some of, some of those defensive awards that he wants to take his game to the next level as well. Um, so there's a lot of things to look out for as you see the guys come out there on the court together. So. Yeah. Shout out to Dorian Finney Smith, Royce O'Neal and the class of rookies coming in. This is exciting for Nets fans. It's a fresh start. No one knows what's going to happen this season. And, uh, I really do think they have a chance to make the playoffs and win a game. And if they do that, that's better than they did the last two years with the superstars and the big names. So <laughs> let's go. Give them time. I, you know, once again, like give them time and don't forget that this is what's different than, of course, last year is, you know, Jock Bond this is going to be his first training camp as head coach. You know, he got in, you know, first he was interim and he got put in after Steve Nash, but he, he's getting a chance to come in from day one. And like, you know, feel everything out, see everything. There is like so many different rosters last year. So now you have the guys who know a little bit about each other, who got a chance to play with each other those last couple of months of last season. And you have these new guys. And the good thing is to know that these guys have spent uh, some more time together during the off season. We know that some guys went to Miami together. You saw Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons and Royce O'Neal, Dennis Smith Jr. spent some time in Miami as well so did Harry Giles so it's like these guys have spent some time so like they're all bought in they're very very intentional about they want to compete they want to build something and there's not from what we've been told there's like not one player who's like a selfish player they all know what they've come from and what they're trying to do here and so they're trying to get a great, a great result and they're still trying to win a championship I know like that's like a thing that people are not using that word but they want to be the best that they can be and so now it's about putting the pieces together and figuring out the roles. And that's going to be the next step is, like, how the roles are going to kind of play out. Yeah, I think it's getting back to the we, not me vibe, and I'm excited for that. Megan, thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Hey, guys, once again, that's Megan Triplett covering your Brooklyn Nets and the New York Liberty on the Yes Network, streaming on the Yes Network app. The Nets are back on Yes, Nets on Yes. We're getting right back in the basketball season, and I'm about to get right back into the show. We're about halfway through my five-hour KM to AM. Call me up, 877-337-6666. The Phillies are up 3 nothing 
on Miami. There's plenty to talk about. When we come back, I'll reset the table. You guys can call, and we can talk about whatever you want till 12. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be back after this quick timeout. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. All right, we're halfway through a five-hour KM to AM. I will have one more guest, but I'm not exactly sure what time that'll be. It'll be on his time. Matt Lachlan, who's calling the Devils-Rangers game, will join us so we can get a little hockey puck talk on the fan. Nobody cares about hockey, Boomer. Well, Keith does now. I'm a Devils fan. The Devils game just ended, and uh, when Matt is ready, we will bring him in. I got to text him, but... Yeah, I'm just trying to mix it up, man. I, I listen to the fan all day like you guys do. And I listen to the conversations. A lot of times I got to check out. One, because it's the same conversation, just different voices. Two, because I have to host my own show and I'm like, I can't listen to the same takes and then let that influence my show and what I'm trying to do too much. I didn't hear anyone talk about the Devils Rangers preseason matchup today. But the Devils just beat the Rangers 5-2. So they just... Beat them again a week after just beating them. Like, get used to it, Rangers fans. Get used to it. You big broed the Devils for a while. Used to come through the rock and take over the place. Them, them days are done. It's over with. There's a nice crowd out there at the rock. Like I said, I'll be there Thursday uh, for the opener. And we're going to turn up. Woo! 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 See, you, you guys did this, right? If you remember when I first came on the fan... I didn't have a hockey team. I didn't have a hockey affiliation. I didn't watch hockey. But, man, you know, I'm an internet guy, and I was reading all of the hater comments as soon as it was announced that I was on WFAN. There was just so many people dragging me before I could say a word on the fan. Terrible things written about me. My family reading these things. And uh, one thing that jumped out after I did my, like, you know, initial week or two, it was an older woman I believe on either like Facebook or Reddit. 
And I remember clicking on her on her page. I'm like, this old lady. She's like, well, I won't be listening since he doesn't watch hockey and hockey is outside of his purview. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to show you. That's all That's all I ever needed. All I, all I ever needed was someone to doubt me. All I ever needed was someone to say what I couldn't do or sleep on me or count me out. I'm a former athlete. I'm somebody that made literally something out of nothing. So all I needed was that little bit, just a couple sentences to be like, all right, boom. Came up with a little scheme. We were approaching National Signing Day. When I was a senior in high school, National Signing Day came and I signed with James Madison University. Shout out to the Dukes. So I flipped that and I said, all right, on National Signing Day, I'm going to choose my hockey team. And for two weeks leading up to National uh, Signing Day, I put it out here on the fan. I'm like, Islanders, I'd love to come see your new arena. Hit me up. Rangers, I've never seen a Rangers game at the Garden. I'm right down the street. Hit me up. Who hit me up, though? Your New Jersey Devils. The Garden State, where I'm from, where I rep. And they've shown me love. First game, they treated me like a king. VIP, I had six friends with me. They put me in the owner's seats right on the ice. And I was hooked. Oh, like, it's cold in here. Oh, they just hit this guy right off the glass in front of me. It's turned up. I'm seeing all these Devils fans going in. I'm like, I can get jiggy with this. Then they put me on the Zamboni on the big screen. I got to go on the ice after the game. I'm like, I've never been treated like this at a sporting event. This is my new favorite team. The Yankees have never been this kind. The Brooklyn Nets have never been this kind. I've gone to Dallas one time to see the Cowboys. And, of course, they had no idea I was there. I'm like, the Devils got me. And uh, now we're talking Devils on the fans. So Devils fans, call me up. Tell me what you saw from the game. I only saw the Jack Hughes goal. Obviously, I'm in here hosting, uh, bringing guests in. I'm also watching the MLB postseason on the big TV. But we will have Matt Lachlan call in and talk Devils Rangers. And we will take your calls the rest of the night till 12 a.m. So we started the night off talking about Evan Neal. Unfortunately, Evan Neal is from Florida. He's 23 years old. He's never had to work a day in his life. He was blessed with a, a 6 8 3 40 frame where he was destined to be a football player. If he, if he didn't, he'd just be big for nothing. And right now he seems like he's big for nothing because he's not blocking anybody. Second year. And it's getting to him. The team is losing. They're being embarrassed on national television, Sunday night football, Thursday night football, Monday night football. And he's going to learn a hard lesson in New York and the culture in New York. I just saw David Tyree, right, took his quote and flipped it. David Tyree is a legend in New York. Obviously, you know why, the helmet catch and all that. And David Tyree said, young Simba doesn't know the rules of the concrete jungle. Referring to him saying, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance what does he do? Flip hot dogs and burgers somewhere? Maybe. And we're entitled to that. We all can have an opinion. We all have eyes. We all watch the game. The whole world watched the game and saw you getting blown by. So uh, anyone that wants to speak on Evan Neal, call me up. Obviously, this is a great night for the Yankees universe. It's been a miserable season. And if you listened to me last night, I told you, you know, the rooting guide, the hate guide, who you should be hating on, which players and what teams to be rooting against. And we can confirm today that the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays have won the same amount of postseason games this year as the New York Yankees. <laughs> I love it. 
Can't make this stuff up. And now we're watching the Phillies, Red October. They roll out there with Zach Wheeler and Austin Nola, uh, or Aaron Nola, excuse me, in a three-game set. What do you expect? They're on their way to the NLDS. They're up 3-0, top of the sixth. Uh, The Twins game is already done. I'm happy for the Twins fans. I told you how jealous I was of everybody popping champagne and the Yankees not getting to do that this year. But, man, I, I, I got a little emotional seeing the Minnesota faithful. It's been since 2002. They're moving on to the ALDS. Carlos Correa was supposed to be with Steve Cohen and them. Nope. He went back to Minnesota And Minnesota is back in the ALDS. They won the series. They swept the Blue Jays. You love to see it. Tampa was the home team. No one one cares about the Tampa Bay Rays in that area. They care more about the Yankees, the Tampa Yankees, the Tampa Tarpons, George M. Steinbrenner Field. You could probably get more people to pull up for the first spring training game at George M. Steinbrenner Field than you got to show up for the postseason games to see the Rays, and they had nothing for the Rangers. Bruce Bochy and those guys, I'm excited for the Rangers to go face the Orioles. We need them to do God's work and knock off the Orioles. I think it's experience. Obviously, they have guys that are experienced in the postseason elsewhere on that team versus these young guys in Baltimore that have never been there before, and they're sitting at home right now. I hope they're going cold. Baseball is fun. It sucks that the Mets and the Yankees aren't in it, aren't in it but I'm – I'm paying close attention to it. It's a a topic of discussion, and it will be on my show until we get past the World Series. So 877-337-6666. Call me up if you want to talk baseball. We got to turn the page to week five, right? I know you guys want to, you know, get your takes off on Evan Neal, but, man, the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, Coming off of losing in Buffalo, uh, they're going back home and they're looking to get right against the Giants. That's going to be a tough game. And the Denver Broncos hosting the Jets, they have circled that game. I told you they have alternate uniforms, white helmets. They put out a hype video. I was watching earlier. I should tweet it out so you guys could see it. I'm like, okay, they are, uh, yeah, they're ready. They're hyping this game up. They have a great fan base out there. If you've ever been to Denver, and seeing how they do on a Sunday, even though their team isn't that great, they're coming off their first win, and they damn sure think they can beat the Jets. And I know there's some Jets fans that are disillusioned a little bit, that are uh, still trying to figure it out here with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson played the game of his life and still fumbled it away and lost, but can he go to Denver and build on that? Can he take care of the football and make the throws? Can that offense uh, stay versatile and balanced and Keep the defense on their heels. Now the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton have some film to watch of what Zach Wilson does well. It's going to be a little different game. So there's plenty to talk about, folks. We we had a Knicks conversation around Evan Fournier and the Villanova Knicks and going into this season with RJ and Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, the mid-three. If you Knicks fans want to call in and get uh, excited for basketball because baseball's done and NFL is cooked, we could do that. The Brooklyn Nets are about to be back on the floor. I think they're underrated. I think they're going to surprise some people. There's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of things that have to go right. And last but not least, the New York Liberty. They're in the finals. I repeat, your New York Liberty are in the finals. They are a few wins away from bringing a parade back to New York and ending the drought. It counts. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. Let's get right back into it. Lou is in Astoria. Lou, you're on the fan. 
Hey, Keith, how are you? I'm good. Hanging listen, in there. Listen, I hope you don't hang up on me because I'm going to get a little uh, personal with that. Uh, you had a call last night. That trash uh, for, uh, my, uh, my princessa, okay? And my princessa is an iconic Hall of Famer, WFAN. Refresh my memory. What did what did the caller say about Mike? Was it when when they were talking about Mike talking about Aaron Judge? My princessa trash him. It was something that he says. He's garbage. He's I mean, I couldn't believe that you actually let him speak. And he, speak, he spoke for about five minutes. And Bro, I was very first, upset. First of all, let me put you on hold. Check me out. I've never met Mike Francesa. And I didn't work here for a decade and, and uh, kiss his feet. And, and like, I, I, don't, I don't know Mike Francesa. So you can't believe I let him speak. People call this radio station with hot takes, opinions, and thoughts. I have no idea what's about to come through my headphones when you guys speak. Now... I do my best to defend the people that I work with, the other shows. Like, I'm not going to let you call here and, and, and bash other shows. But as far as Mike Francesa goes, Mike Francesa doesn't know who I am. I've never met Mike Francesa. I don't have to defend Mike Francesa if somebody says they think he's garbage. Now, I don't exactly remember how that went down last night. Uh, I vaguely remember them saying something along the lines of, like, Mike Francesa said that Judge should be quiet and just play. I did today go back and listen to the last two Francesa pods, which I didn't even know he did a podcast until uh, late August, September, when he was going in on the Yankees. But, like, y you got me messed up if you think that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to, like, stop anyone from expressing their opinion on Mike Francesa because he's your GOAT. He's not my GOAT. I don't know him. I never met him. And, like I said, I didn't work here for 10 years and, like, worship the guy. So I'll bring Lou back in, but, like, I, I don't know what you expect out of me. I, don't, I really don't even remember that call what i remember from that call was them saying uh that mike francesa said judge shouldn't be talking about like oh the changes and what he wants to see he should just play and i thought that was interesting because judge is the captain he's the highest pl paid player on the team he's an mvp i think judge can say and do what he wants who is mike francesa to aaron judge let's bring lou back in go for it lou all right lou you're out of here yeah, so let's keep it rolling. And, you know, all respect to Mike Francesa, who paved the way for the radio station, who a ton of people love, who I'm sure people wish were, you know, he was still here. But, like, I, what am I supposed to stop a caller from saying that they thought Mike Francesa was garbage? People say that I'm garbage online all day. People trash all of us. You literally hear my show. And I said that's part of the gig. That's part of the job. There are people that listen to WFAN all day, then they go online to say that we all suck. It is what it is. Who cares? Uh, when I got hired here... There was never anything in my contract or in any meetings I had with, with Spike or Chris or anybody here where they said, hey, you got to defend Mike Francesa's honor. That that never happened. Steve is in Rockland, New York on the fan. Go for it, Steve. Hey, Keith. So I am happy. First of all, let me just tell you, Megan Triplett did a great job on the Liberty broadcasts. Okay? She's great. She's and smart. She's we, pretty. She's well-spoken. I'm glad she yeah, joined us I for mean, the first time. I mean, you know, she was good, but I got to tell you, not only did we, and when I say we, you know, I have family members who are fiends for WNBA, okay, and women's NCAA D1, but let's stick to this, okay? The Liberty matchup, the Liberty gave the Aces, aside from the first game that they played in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. the Liberty gave the Aces quite quite 
big matchup problems, and I'll tell you why, okay? Because they got John Quell Jones and Stephanie Dolson to lean on Asia Wilson. And, of course, if she can get around them, she's got to deal with uh, Stewie. She's got to deal All right. with I, I did catch that. Got to... She had a down shooting yeah. night, then she bounced back and had a great shooting night. Yes. Yeah, So, but I'm just saying defensively. You know, she's got a lot of length, okay? Sabrina, all right? Sabrina is not, her forte is not the step back. You know, she's not real, she's, she's got to improve, not only on creating her own shot, but I think she needs to, defensively, if you watch her, you know, a lot of players are blowing by her, and I'm going to tell you, Watch out for this Kelsey Plum on on Vegas. Darren Waller's okay. wife. She, yeah, exactly. She, okay, not only does she have the step back, but she's also a number one draft pick. I'm pretty sure she set the women's D1 scoring record. She was the number one draft pick. And she is kind of like the, uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a guy who played for Detroit Pistons. And his name was Vinnie Johnson, but his nickname was the Microwave because he was in, came in and he was already heated up. Instant offense. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey Plum is a fundamentally sound player, and maybe it doesn't look like she's doing it. And all of a sudden, she's got 10 points in like two minutes. You got, they have to watch out for that. But I will tell you this, okay, that it is a, it is a matchup that favored the Liberty had favorable matchups against them in the in the last three or four. That's who they beat for that cup. You know they played that ridiculous yeah. mid-season tournament. tournament. Yep, coming up in the All NBA. Right. And they, yeah, and they. Well, I'm not going to watch. Look, right. All right. <laughs> we'll good see what it. We'll good see what it looks like when the NBA does it, and if those guys good care. Good for them. I, you know what? I, I know exactly how many nanoseconds of that tournament I will be paying attention to i mean i really don't you know i i'm surprised lebron is not angry that they would do that and force the players to play extra games. <laughs> lebron but is the I king but he has he has no say over adam silver and the nba and what they want to no, do i know that i know but i want to i want to stick to the to the to the scout to the scouting stuff all right so and sabrina can be if you if like a lot of times She's not real good. She still has problems dealing with the double team in the trap. Mm-hmm. Check that out, which which is worrisome because Connecticut did a great job of putting it to her. And a lot of times she'll get frustrated and she'll do some chippy stuff, man. That I that I, I don't know how necessary that is for somebody who's got such a uh, so get teed high up. profile go, go endorsement. Excuse me. They'll, they'll tee her up. They'll hit her with a technical foul. She's like that. Well, no, no, no. Oh, that's the other, and that's the other thing. Thank you for bringing that up. All right. And this is something that I, I have to say that when we watch the games, like we look at each other and say, where are the referees? Because it's like football, basketball, dude. I don't know why they let the women do the, the level of physical contact that, that the referees allow. It's like I'm surprised that there's there aren't more fights or anything, but it's they better they better put a, put a clamp on that stuff because.
because it's like it's like watching a scroll. Like there was, there, in fact, there was there was a, a sequence in the la- in the ga- the fourth game with Connecticut where like three players hit the floor. You know, they got the full and they got everything mic now, and it was like boom, boom, boom through the television. And I looked at, I said, there, and nobody blew a whistle. I said, do you think there was a foul over there? Somewhere it could have you could have called fouls on either team. They were getting I physical. Mean, were, yeah, I mean, I could. You know what? So I hope that they're gonna maybe, you know, do something about that because so far, I mean, mostly there's a, a high level of sportsmanship with the women. Like, like they'll get up and they'll think about it. You know, they'll look at it and then they, you know, and then they're they classy. Don't. They're classy at the end of the day. Thank you for the call, Steve. See, there are Liberty fans out there. There are people that listen to the fan that are watching the Liberty and care about the Liberty. This is New York. They represent New York. And Sunday at three o'clock, they're in the NBA finals game one. I'm going to try and get eyes on it. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to break it down right here. Call me up though. We could talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm on till midnight. We'll be right back. Bryson Stott just homered, and the Philadelphia Phillies are up 7-0 with two outs in the bottom of the six. I don't think there's any way they mess this up. Red October again. Philadelphia has another team that's doing it in the postseason again. You hate to see it, but it is what it is. They do things right down there. They spent the money down there. Bryson Stott, Alec Boehm, those are homegrown guys. Like It isn't just... Free agent signings, they they got it figured out in Philadelphia. I can't hate on it. You know, the rivalry between New York and Philadelphia is what it is. About a 90-minute drive, and, you know, we watch the Philadelphia Phillies, who the Yankees beat in the World Series in 2009. We watched them get back to a World Series before the Yankees, and then they follow it up this year. They're there. I've referred to them as Yankees South because I felt like they were taking a lot of the Yankees' energy, Rob Thompson, former Yankee coach, their manager. Over the years, they've had former Yankees go there. And uh, the Yankees should have had Bryce Harper. And they gave Bryce Harper a 13-year deal, and they have Bryce Harper now. So congrats to Philadelphia and the Phillies. I still hate the Eagles. That's one thing myself and uh, Giants fans can certainly relate to we've got some Giants fans on the line let me see if I could sneak in a Giants call and then we'll run through some Giants calls in this next uh upcoming minutes Rocco's in Saratoga go for it Rocco you're back on the fan how you doing bro how is it going hey I I enjoyed your hot take on Mike Francesca dude you're absolutely wasn't even a hot take it was just me being honest like I you know shout out to Lou from Astoria I know he's a, a diehard WFAN fan but when he said, like, I can't believe you let somebody say that, Mike, like, what? Am I supposed to stop a call? I don't I don't hang up on anybody. I give everybody time and respect, right? From what no, I know of Mike Francesa, he wasn't necessarily like that with callers. So if somebody calls with their opinion on Mike Francesa, am I supposed to just hang up on them and defend Mike? Like, I don't, I don't know Mike, bro. Like, I didn't, I didn't intern for him. I didn't work for him. I came here. I've been here for two years. Like, I don't know what y'all think I am. No, no apologies. No apologies. You said, well, hey. Absolutely. No, Just being real. I don't listen. I never listened to Mike Francesca. I'm not a fan. Props to him. He's a legend. He paved the way. But if somebody says that, like, I don't even remember yesterday, but if somebody said, uh, you know, his takes were garbage last night, I don't even remember that. But I guess Lou carried that over into tonight. And 
I'm not, you know, you can have your opinion on, on everybody. Like I said, I try to defend our shows and the people that I work with here, you know, um, but Mike Francesa, I don't work with. I don't know him. Yeah, Lou, let it go, man. Get a life. Hey, and, and the idiots that listen to your show and then criticize you, who, who's stupid? They're listening to the whole show and then they're going to tell you you suck? What, what idiocy is that? Uh, that's, the, that's the culture. That's just how it is. Like, people listen to oh, WFAN all day, like, but then go online and say all the hosts are terrible. Yeah. yeah you're the idiot listening to the whole show. Right. It's, a, it's a free. And it's, then you're going to tell me how I suck? It's a free radio show. Why do you listen all the time if you hate it so yeah, much? Yeah, why are you listening? <laughs> Change the channel, dude. You're not paying for it. Unreal. Hey, by the way, did you get that uh, text thing, that message this afternoon? Everyone yeah. in the country got? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I don't think we could have won. Yeah, did, did you sign up? The Giants signed me up. They're looking for offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, I signed. That was the message, right? They got me. I, I said, yep, I'll, I'll take the O-line job. No problem. They sent the message nationwide. Imagine that. I, I got my grandson, Jackson. He, he's going to sign uh, up, too. He he he, pe- <laughs> he he benches over 300 pounds. He's 13 years old. Yeah, he, he's on he the wants to block for Daniel Jones. Do you think they can use him? Yes. They, they got to find him. anybody willing to block. They, they might have to bench Evan Neal after his comments. Oh, come on, man. Such a big dude, and they walk all over him and around him and through him. Yeah, because he thinks he's oh. a lion. He's a cub. Gee, wait, come on, Keith, man. Who the heck? I'm serious, man. Do you want to get back with the back into football? I never put my hand in the dirt playing football. I, I was a well, skill position. Hey, I, I, I wasn't blocking. <laughs> nah, you're QB, but you could bend over and 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 hey, put yo, someone to block hey, someone. yo, I gotta let you go, Rocco. We're up against it. We gotta hit the break and the update. We're going to the ten o'clock hour. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.